0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Solomon addresses the fruit of the mouth, the rewards of the diligence, and godly discipline of children. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Proverbs chapter 13 on Simply the Bible. When I was just a boy, the rolling stone sung,
0: I can't get no satisfaction. But God has provided a well of satisfaction for those who are willing to drink from it. It is received by first listening to God's wisdom. Proverbs chapter 13, a wise son heeds his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Now, Solomon was a wise son. He listened to his father, David, and he wrote these Proverbs. But a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. If we will listen to the rebuke of men, we will be far more likely to listen to God when he corrects or rebukes us. A man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the unfaithful feeds on violence. He who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. So you will eat well by the fruit that comes from your mouth, provided that your mouth is producing good fruit. But the unfaithful soul feeds on violence. There are those who cannot sleep at night until they've done violence to another, and if not to their physical body, then certainly to their reputation. They prove their own unfaithfulness to God and to their fellow man. Rather, if you guard your mouth, you will preserve your life. James tells us that the tongue is a restless evil that is set on fire by hell. It takes a strong bridle to tame it. But this discipline begins deeper in the heart. For it is from the overflow of the heart that the mouth speaks. We must watch over the meditations of our heart with all diligence first. Then, as a second line of defense, we must carefully guard the words that come from our mouth like a sentinel at the city gate. If we do this diligently, then we will preserve our life. But the person who opens wide his mouth, who lets the thoughts of his heart pass through unfiltered and unbridled, guarantees his own destruction. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. The lazy man desires the gain of diligence without the diligence that gains. Therefore, he has nothing. But the diligent soul increases wealth, and if he is wise, then he will be rich toward God and others. A righteous man hates lying. But a wicked man is loathsome and comes to shame. Righteousness guards him whose way is blameless, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. So the righteous man hates lying because God hates lying. He's a God of truth. And righteousness guards the way of the blameless. Now being blameless means walking in integrity. What you are on the outside before others is what you are on the inside before God. The righteousness of such a person will guard his way. This breastplate of righteousness will also guard his heart from the accusations of people and the devil. But wickedness overthrows the sinner. Now, he will blame others, but it is his own wickedness that overthrows him and leads to his destruction. There is one who makes himself rich, yet has nothing, and one who makes himself poor yet has great riches the ransom of a man's life is his riches but the poor does not hear rebuke there is a certain hypocrisy that can be found in both the rich and the poor there are those poor people who pretend to be rich by living beyond their means then there are those rich people who pretend to be poor perhaps they just don't want others coming after their money Instead, we should be truthful about who we are. Now, the rich man's money is his ransom. With it, he may be able to buy himself out of trouble. But there are poor people who won't hear a rebuke. Perhaps they are poor because of their own foolish decisions. But when you try to help them and offer them sound counsel, they won't listen. The light of the righteous rejoices, but... The lamp of the wicked will be put out. The light here speaks of life itself. Righteousness brings a joyful life both now and for eternity, but the lamp or life of the wicked will suddenly be extinguished. By pride comes nothing but strife, but with the well advised is wisdom. Where does strife come from? What leads to contentions between people? Pride is always at the core. I think my way is better than your way, or you think your way is better than mine. If we humble ourselves, then the contentions soon disappear. But wisdom comes to the well-advised who are willing to take good advice. Wealth gained by dishonesty will be diminished, but he who gathers by labor will increase. Get rich, quick schemes, wealth gained by dishonesty, theft, or gambling will quickly get wings and disappear. But the one who gathers little by little through diligent, honest labor will increase wealth and that wealth will last. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life When you want something, really want something, it can make you heart sick waiting for it, especially if there are delays and setbacks. But once the desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. It brings you joy and encouragement. He who despises the word will be destroyed, but he who fears the commandment will be rewarded. The law of the wise is a fountain of life to turn one away from the snares of death. So if you despise the word of God, you will be destroyed. But if you fear his commandments, then it will bring you reward. And the law of God is a fountain of life, if you will keep it. Good understanding gains favor, but the way of the unfaithful is hard. Every prudent man acts with knowledge, but a fool lays open his folly. So if you have understanding, if you take the time to listen and understand, then that will bring you favor. But the way of the unfaithful is hard. They just go from bad to worse. But the prudent act with knowledge. So prudent people are skilled in making good decisions. They first gain knowledge and then they act according to it. A wicked messenger falls into trouble but a faithful ambassador brings health. A wicked messenger has a heart to please himself rather than the one who sent him, and that's why he gets into trouble. But the faithful ambassador brings health. Now, every Christian is called to be a faithful ambassador of Christ. Second Corinthians 5.20 says, Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. There is no greater health that we could ever give to a soul than to reconcile him or her to God. That secures their soul for eternity. Poverty and shame will come to him who disdains correction, but he who regards a rebuke will be honored. A desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is an abomination to fools to depart from evil. So, if you hate correction, it will bring poverty and shame. But if you regard a rebuke, it will bring you honor. A desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, provided that it is a good and wholesome desire. I believe in setting good goals. If we aim for nothing, we will hit it every time. But when you achieve your goal, then you have legitimate cause for rejoicing. But to a fool, it is an abomination or detestable thing to depart from evil. They would sooner lose their right arm than lose their sin. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. How can you become wise? Well, find someone who is wise and make them your mentor. You can do this through books, podcasts, or videos. I feel that I've been mentored by people who died over a hundred years ago simply by reading their books. But the most effective way to become wise is to hang out with wise people in person, if at all possible. Watch what they do. Listen to how they respond. Ask lots of questions. But the companion of fools is destroyed. You will become like the person that you spend time with. Evil pursues sinners, but to the righteous, good shall be repaid. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. So you can either pass it on to your kids and your grandkids, or guess what? Your wealth's going to all go away to somebody else after you die, and there's nothing you can do about it. Much food is in the fallow ground of the poor, And for lack of justice, there is waste. So here's the waste that occurs when a poor person has ground. There's much potential there, but they don't work it. And so it goes to waste. But this could also apply to just the talents that they have. If they are unwilling to develop and be diligent in working those talents, then they just go waste. Use it or lose it. He who spares his rod hates his son. But he who loves him disciplines him promptly. If you love your child, then you will discipline him or her accordingly. If you won't discipline your child, then society will. But by then, it will be too late to save him. That's why we must discipline our children promptly. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean immediately. There are many times when I would come home, my wife would say what our kids had done, and I would just get angry now, it wasn't the best time for me to discipline, but I, would, but I would go to them and say, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but you need to go into your room and wait it out. Oh, they hated that. But then, of course, I would come back, having thought through it, maybe prayed about it, and bring whatever discipline I felt would be appropriate. Now, when we give discipline, it doesn't mean that we do it in such a way that provoke our children to anger or discouragement we should discipline them from a heart of love and wisdom and not in reckless anger. It is better to give yourself a cool-down period than to harm your child. If you use physical discipline, such as spanking, then your child should be able to recover physically in a matter of minutes. This verse is no excuse for child abuse. The righteous eats to the satisfying of his soul but the stomach of the wicked shall be in want. So how can you be satisfied? Well, you eat from the word of God. Jesus said, whoever drinks of this water that I will give him will never thirst again. There is true satisfaction in both the bread of life and the living water of the Holy Spirit. And we get both
1: through Jesus Christ. please contact us through our website. Tomorrow we'll see where Solomon contrasts the wise and foolish woman, considers the bitterness and joy of the heart, and marks the way that seems right but ends in death. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Proverbs on Simply the Bible.